Welcome to the next podcast of Millinery Info. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of Millinery Info, where we welcome milliners from across the globe into your ears and studio. Today's episode is with Nicolette Portier, the winner of the 2023 MIMSI competition. MIMSI, also known as the Melbourne International Millinery Competition, is hosted by Catherine Ellen of The Essential Hat. Millinery Info was a sponsor for this competition, and we hope you enjoyed the conversation with the winner. Thank you to our wonderful podcast sponsors for their support of this series. Louise McDonald Milliner, The Hat Magazine, Judith M. Millinery Supply House, Hats by Lico, Be Unique Millinery, Lifted Millinery, Hat Blocks Australia, Hat Academy, Millinery Australia, Hatter's Millinery Supplies, and House of Adorn. You can find a link to each of these businesses in our show notes. That's the section in the podcast app that you're listening through, or we also have them on our website. Have you been enjoying this podcast series? A way to say thank you and to help us to continue to bring you these fantastic episodes is to become a Patreon of Millinery Info. There are three different tiers available, and the first one is as little as a coffee each month when you listen to a new episode. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash millinery info to sign up. We thank you for your ongoing support of this series for those who already have. I hope you enjoy this episode with Nicolette. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast and congratulations on, well you're wearing the beautiful hat, but your beautiful Mimsy award-winning hat. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an absolute thrill. Um, a little bit shocked to be speaking with you, but yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, we're honoured to have you. And let's let's start with this beautiful hat. This is the Mimsy 2023. Um, and the theme was Make Jeans Hat. Yeah. Which, did you have an idea about Jean Shrimpton and that phenomenon before the competition? No, not really. Um, I love the outfit and I love the scandal. So I thought <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of me anyway. Um, I kind of tried to push the boundaries with any kind of creative thing I'm doing, um, especially with millinery. Um, I tend to go on the more sculptural side anyway. It just seems to be a natural process for me. So um, no, I didn't. Um, and it, the way that it came about with the fabric, with the um, soft uh it's like bridal, soft bridal tulle, but it's got the uh, flocked velvet polka dots of different sizes. And I actually found that at a Salvation Army store. Um, I found a roll of it and I was absolutely shocked um, when I saw it. I was actually out on a jog and I passed it and I thought, oh, let me just go in um, and see, because I often look for um, old hats that maybe a really good quality straw, but they're, you know, yeah. um, looking a bit tired and try to refurbish them and I came across this um this roll of fabric and I was like oh my god I wonder how much it is and I asked and it was $15 and I'm like okay sold I had no bag no nothing my phone um my yeah I was like like I said I was out for a jog so I'm carrying this roll of fabric <laughs> on my shoulder down Parramatta Road um towards Newtown <laughs> seriously people must have thought what's going on here um and oh it was it was such a, a great buy and I was so excited by it because it has this lovely vintage to it and I love that vintage kind of aesthetic so yeah I was very very happy <laughs> was it something that you had found 
in time for the competition or it's something you just happened to it just happened to match up the theme and the material no it happened to match up I, I bought it um and it was actually sort of not quite just after like the last lockdown and um so I had it and I actually had it hidden away because I don't have much space at home so I had to kind of hide it because I was going to get in trouble for my partner and um and I knew it, there were many things I was going to do with it as soon as um I saw Jean's outfit and that you know that brooch in the middle and with the the sort of what looked like spot to me and I thought oh that's perfect I'm gonna give that a go so um yeah and it's funny because the other um items the the frame for the piece um I found at an op shop in Newtown um and I think it was what I thought was a lampshade and I'm not sure because I've seen it once but again um and it may have been a fruit bowl instead but I love the shape anyway and it to me it screamed to your brim so I'm like okay well I'm going to do something with this and um the braid was also something that was donated um I was doing millinery so three at Altamo TAFE and um and Connie had some braid in the back room and she said just have a look at that I was looking at playing around with braid for one of my pieces and some of it was a bit worse for wear but I thought let me just take some and it'll come in handy and I'll play around with it and see what I can do so that was left over from that where I didn't end up using it and so everything in this piece was just yeah it was amazing the way it came together so yeah, I was really happy <laughs> wow and did you so it got uh it was a finalist first off and then it got modeled at Flemington race course which was a pretty cool experience because uh, for those who maybe haven't heard the Jean story she turned Jean Shrimpton turned up to the Melbourne Cup which was the controversy um so to see this come back um and Catherine Ellen had arranged for some um, replicas of the dress to be made as well so it was very cool to see them add add on show yeah and the hat looks so beautiful and um the model was so lovely and even on the day of the um the uh announcement um I actually had five minutes to like have a little late lunch um it was my birth my daughter's youngest daughter's birthday and she'd had like this three-day thing happening and I was exhausted and I finally sat down in the courtyard to have some lunch and then I turned it on and was sort of watching and I noticed that she was actually wearing one of my other pieces that that I had entered in um, the uh, in the awards ceremony in the awards, and um, yeah, that was really exciting. And I thought, oh, maybe I'm in with something with that one. <laughs> so that was yeah, it was a crazy surprise. And so you made it a second piece as well. What was the with yeah. Mincy? Uh, Catherine does have it uh, set up so you can enter uh, multiple entries. What was yeah. what was your other piece? So it was called Guggenheim. Um, I have it behind me. Um, it's um, I was playing around with cinema and I I love architectural uh, shapes and I'm inspired by architecture in a lot of my work. And I was playing around with the black cinema, just folding and doing like pleating. And it started to remind me of the Guggenheim Museum in New York in um something about it yeah I just kind of play, kept playing it was a real uh organic kind of play around even with the way there's an opening at the back and, and sort of at the top it's sort of a natural kind of a knot that happened I was surprised to see that one then I thought oh well <laughs> <laughs> the polka dots are out I <laughs> yes oh well it's all right even my partner said you'll be better luck next time you did great anyway <laughs> 
Well, they're both beautiful pieces, but the winning one, of course, must hold a special place for you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. It was um, actually, it was really time consuming as most, you know, works where you're entering a competition. I think you're pushed to challenge yourself um and to try and make it you know do the best that you possibly can so there was a lot of binding of the tool and folding and 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 uh shaping the wire and trying to get that around the edges of the uh the braid uh right and then finally getting the the fabric thank goodness it had a beautiful stretch to it so trying to get that lined up so that it that didn't look like there was a seam or a join anywhere and um, finally at the end I played around with the wiring on the inside and because I use flexi wire I was able to mm. kind of shape it so that it had this prism kind of effect and when I saw that I knew exactly what the neck was um and it just yeah it just organically happened so i was really happy at the end but i have to say when it um i was working on it it was a really rough time i'd had i'd set covid for the second time and it was around the same time that we the family had had it um the year before and so it was kind of a really tough time that we were going through a week or two so this was my um my salvation <laughs> my, oh, my escape from you know the kind of doldrums of you know that intensity of being in this locked place again um so it was really yeah it was such a lovely experience so I'm, it was yeah like i said i was so thrilled to to win it and it and really had a lot of meaning for me because of that as well beautiful and were they techniques that you had used before or were you diving into some new new area um a lot of it the binding i think that's like a natural thing with binding wire and stuff like that um which i really enjoy that um but uh the shaping of the braid i hadn't really used braid before um and getting that lovely shape around um that sort of geometric shapes um and you know you start off and it's like oh my god look how much i've got to do <laughs> and that was only the what braid. if i set myself up for <laughs> exactly um and and yet we do it to ourselves again and again and i wouldn't have it any other way i think because <laughs> you, you don't you don't have that learning experience otherwise you just have to dive in um yeah so some of it you know was just learning teaching yourself something new and some things it's learned through some of the courses i've done so you mentioned there about the courses that you've done let's jump back to the beginning of your millinery story how did you oh. first come to millinery so um, uh, about a million years ago, <laughs> when I finished when I finished high school, um, I was out working, just earn, trying to earn some money and be independent. And um, and I came across this course um, actually in a, at a local TAFE uh, where I lived in the area I lived, and I signed up for it. But there were only a couple of us that ended up enrolling, and so they cancelled the course at the campus and they moved it to Randwick TAFE which is across the road from Randwick Race Course, which was kind of kind of a, a weird kind of thing happening there. And um, so I decided, yeah, I'm still going to do it. And it's like an hour on the train, you know, 30 minutes on a bus just to get there. And it was uh, two nights a week. So, you know, it was quite full on to, to kind of get there. But at the time I was working in the city anyway. Um, and so that made it a bit easier. And actually it was a bit of an exciting thing for me. And I was, you know, 20 
just finding my way in the world and it was exciting to go to a totally different area. Um, I come from the southwest of Sydney and so to go to the eastern suburbs was totally new for me and um, yeah, met some really lovely people and I'd actually done um, a fashion technology course at Randwood TAFE the year before um, and so I had a bit of a few basic skills on, you know, sewing and pattern making and things like that. And I just felt like when I finished that course, millinery was a bit more specialized and I loved the idea of learning more about all the different types of hats, whether it's, you know, for the races or for, you know, formal occasions or for work purposes. I mean, the, look at, you know, policemen and so many different types of hats that are, are traditionally worn for work. So um, not that I ever went down that path. It was more just to learn more about, you know, the Curiosity. different types of hats. Yeah. Fantastic. And um, where did that take you from there once you finished that course? Is it something that you continued to do or did, were you continuing to work in your other roles as well? Um, actually, it didn't sort of, I that year was, um, I did this amazing piece for the, the take show at the end of year, um, which was a really sculptural piece. And I was, it was like a cap, but a huge uh you know, sort of half a meter high wire structure. Um, and it was uh, in the style of Mondrian, um, those colors, the the um, primary colors, the blocked um, squares with the brick um, in between and then, um, and this peak that was stuck right out and I tapered down sort of from quite huge round at the top and tapered down to to the uh the crown and i had to wear that in the in the fashion show um and it was like okay this is so heavy but also you know trying to keep it walk without it falling um and also keeping it on my head still um and so that was kind of a highlight and i really enjoyed it but um after that year some family um issues um happened couple of things happened and kind of had to sort of forget the creative side and actually um even after the study I wasn't I don't think I was confident enough to pursue the creative like the millinery um even with the fashion technology so I kind of let it go and let it go for a really long time um focusing on you know trying to get a real job and because I didn't really think I could make money from it <laughs> yeah and um, so I did, I went on this path for many, many years and, um, you know, a few years back, about five, six years ago, um, after I'd had two young girls and had the time, was a stay at home mum and had the time to actually think about, okay, um, what am I going to do now when I, when I go back to work? And I knew I wasn't going back to work in accounts and do finance kind of work. And it was my chance to kind of start studying again and I'd always had, always did paintings or drawings and things like that. I was always creative um, in my own way, in my own home kind of thing. But um, mm -hmm. I kind of thought, okay, it's time to to pick this up and pursue something that I enjoy and see if I have, you know, have something there. Um, so I did a visual arts um, course online. My little step into it, doing it online, <laughs> it's not having to be in the classroom with, I was terrified of all these young students and actually it's it's not terrifying at all um a friend of mine encouraged me to then go and study on campus um so i went to um design center at enmore 
and had been studying design fundamentals, um, which is um, sort of design industry um, kind of courses, everything from photography, graphics, illustration, props, uh, millinery, and that's where the millinery came back in. Um, yes. So I uh, studying with um, Penny Gervais, who is a fantastic teacher. And so I've been doing many millinery courses, short courses with Penny and, and a few other women have been doing the same and kind of reliving their, you know, starting up their own businesses and, um, and reliving something they maybe wanted to do and didn't sort of have the courage. Um, and then, um, Penny kind of pushed me in the direction of, um, the Cert 3 uh, Ultimo, the Cert 3 yes. millinery. So I completed that last year and um this year i've been working with um penny again um with entering a wearable art competition that um enmore tafe is holding for the first time this year and so we've done the uh, wearable art one and two for headwear and so i'm working on a piece for that um which is still a work in progress because <laughs> you've got to kind of bring it for wearable art um, yes. if you've ever seen anything with the wow in new zealand uh oh, incredible art it is it's so amazing and every time i overthink everything uh, but i've done prototypes of things and i've spent hours and hours on prototype um, of a headpiece to work out how to use different fabrics and whether it'll work for what i want to achieve for my actual piece so yes. i'm kind of it's that path of um just testing yourself and 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 pushing the boundaries and trying to see what materials will do and what i can do with them and yeah just really throwing myself in, I guess. Yeah. What a wonderful mentor in Penny that she uh, supported you and uh, showed showed you the opportunities in that pathway. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, amazing. Actually, when I, the first piece I did within the design fundamentals course was um, a piece uh, that was for Mardi Gras and the theme was a sort of day of the dead. So yes. it was part, part props, part costumey kind of shaping um and you know and a bit of wire work so all that millinery sort of came in and some beautiful uh, feather flowers and things like that so yeah and once I'd done that with her it was like oh my god I remember this I love this I've got to, <laughs> I've got to re you know revisit this so it's actually been a really really amazing um few years especially at, at Enmore TAFE because I've done so many courses there and I kind of feel like it's a bit of a home at the moment so it's really good it's wonderful and how did you find coming back to it from when you were studying uh straight out of I guess high school to coming back to it a few years later that's a great question because um it um, a world of difference I looking back at my young self I had no confidence I didn't and I didn't push myself I could have you know, really gotten into it straight away and been this milliner for how many years and um but you know I think that's the way you know individuals are we you know sometimes it's meant for another time so as a mature age student it's been really amazing and I was really thankful to this friend Emma who sort of pushed me and she said you've got to go and study at campus it'll be a great experience and you'll meet people and I was so worried about this younger generation and how they're going to cope with me and how I'm going to cope with them and the technology and all of those things but actually um I met the most amazing people and we became like a family and I was like the mum to them 
and so many from so many different um, backgrounds and and types of ways of living and with different kind of attitudes and and everything so I learned so much from them and I was able to give them some of you know my experience wealth of my experience um, and yeah it's actually led me on a, a bit of a different journey um, I think my millinery or my creativity is going to come into something else um, I, I'm a I'm an empath, so I I I'm I feel my way through and chat and and love a chat with people and always find that I'm giving advice where there are some issues or problems and things like that. So I don't know. There's something there that's still evolving, but it's really been a great journey. So I'm really enjoying it at the moment. So exciting, and what an exciting space and time to be doing it as well. Yeah, I think it's what's great about it is like everyone's come back from COVID I mean before it uh for it like I started with that journey the study journey again before COVID and then after it and seeing um how it's affected people is really amazing um and and it's not just one or two or the ones that are prone to it who may have mental health issues it's it's everybody you know yeah. um and being creative is such a lovely way to have relief from those pressures it's yeah so I would encourage anyone to take up any kind of creative to process it doesn't matter what you think it is or yeah it can be very rewarding and it's been great for me anyway <laughs> fantastic and you're sitting in a beautiful studio space how yeah. did you can you tell us about your space how did you come to be here so I'm I could consider the um the resident milliner if you will <laughs> Wow. I don't really, I don't I like think that I title. Consider, yeah. Um, I work for a, an art studio um, uh, who produce large inflatable art projects um, and lanterns, um, collaborative works. So work with communities, do workshops and create art. And then that art becomes the print for some of these large pieces, inflatables, um, anything from sculptures to the sea to uh, all sorts of inflatables for different um, communities and different galleries and um, yeah lots of Mardi Gras all sorts of different um, uh, companies and institutions and, uh, and um, so I've been working here for a couple of years and I helped to facilitate the studio and the materials and um, get everything sort of where that where it needs to be for the people who are constructing the pieces um machinists and the artists and 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 facilitating all of those things and helping to put pieces together um I sort of do the bump ins and bump outs sometimes when we're setting up installations and um so it's a varied role and it's really it's a lovely kind of um a lovely thing to be a part of and um and I would kept talking about how I've got no space to do my creative work. And Matt said to me the one day, he said, well, we, you know what, I've got an idea. And he's, he changed, some things were changing and he set up this studio upstairs. And so it's a creative space for anyone to come in. He's actually looking at hiring it out for people. Um, there's, you know, a couple of machines and overlocker, all industrial and lots of tools here for creatives, for, for people who do sewing, make their own whatever it is, whether it's bags or headwear or costumes or, you know. Um, so I have this little section behind me where I have a curtain doff area 
where I have loads of materials blocks <laughs> um, at the moment boxes of all of my hats which I've been slowly trying to get photographed um, and, and it's giving me the chance to work on a beautiful bench um, in a space that is creative already and um, I'm working on towards um, setting up a website and I've got that many hats that I've made through all of these courses. I need to start hiring out some of the sculptural ones for, you know, maybe editorial work, um, but also for sales. So, you know, he's kind of been helping me to push me into, I think what I need to be doing <laughs> and, you know, uh, but like I said, I've got two young girls and, you know, there's, I'm a mum first and foremost, and there's a lot with bringing up kids and having a household and, and so while I work here as well, I'm doing the, you know, the courses that I do and entering competitions as well, which is another thing that's been amazing um, to challenge myself, as I'm sure everyone knows. I mean, your piece was amazing in the um, the ruffled. I was having a look at that beautiful fabric. Yeah. How have you found having a creative space out of, oh. out of the home? Has that changed how you make? Oh, it definitely has. Absolutely. Um, I am a little worried that I might start collecting too much more <laughs> welcome to being a I feel like, yes because I'm and actually my partner said that he said now when you move there and you've moved everything just be careful because you can't don't get comfortable and just start keep collecting things because you'll find Matt's going to kick you out <laughs> if you have too much more and he's probably right you know I've got to hone myself in it's not that um you know I go spending lots of money I'm always looking at op shops and things like that and I just find these amazing things that could be used and I can't let it go if anybody who mil does millinery knows that you know you save every little bit because it could be part of a, a trim or something <laughs> Yeah, but it's been amazing that the, the creative part of it is um, straight away, the first week, oh, it was like heaven, you know, having a creative space, having a, a big table where everything can be spread out and it's just a game changer. So, yeah, I do, I, I, I remember how hard it was having to, having a certain amount of time before school finished and then having to pack up everything and then pick up from school and drop off at activities and and then maybe pick up again my activities and retake everything out again at night when everyone's gone to bed and not having to do that anymore is crazy it's so beautiful because that flow of creativity is allowed to just you know happen now um yeah and i couldn't thank matt enough for for giving me this opportunity so i'm making the most of it i'll tell you that much <laughs> Yeah, very exciting. And what yeah. have you been working on recently? Um, besides the wearable art piece, um, there's been a fair bit happening there. Um, I'm actually um, working on a collection for Spring Racing Carnival. Excellent. I approached um, Catherine Campbell from Hats Off Headwear um, last year. I saw this thing come up on Instagram and I'm not a social media person. I'm only on Instagram and it's only for the millinery um for this process, this creative process. And I saw this like sort of a, a thing, her uh, site come up and I thought, you know what, if I don't just question and dive in, I'm never gonna do it. So I just uh, inquired about putting some hats in her store. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. How many, and you know, when can you have them ready? And so I sent some down and, um, uh, one piece sold just before Melbourne Cup, which I was absolutely thrilled by. 
Um, and that was my first little, you know, dive into actually selling something for Spring Racing Carnival. So it was kind of a stepping stone for me. So when I was in Melbourne uh, recently, I contacted her and didn't get a chance to, to see her. We schedules clashed, um, but she asked again if I'd like to send some hats down for, for Spring Racing Carnival. So I'm working on some pieces at the moment, playing around with different shades of cinema and working on the little collection. The one bit of advice she gave me was watch your broom size. Um, because I don't, I don't have my own packaging yet. Actually, I don't even have a label yet, Lauren. <laughs> it's all a work in progress. That might to be on the, the to-do list. <laughs> yeah, it's all a work in progress, believe me. And um, so she said, just watch your broom size because the broom that actually sold, she didn't have a bag or box big enough for it. And I was really happy it sold. So obviously there was interest, but it was like, okay, I really have to look into that. Uh, be be aware of um, all these sorts of things. And then I started to panic a little bit. So as I say, a work in progress. I'm trying not to get overwhelmed by it all, but you know, it, it, it's, yeah, it'll happen. <laughs> it's an exciting time though, to, to be in that space and to be, to yeah. be figuring that out. Yeah, it is. It really is. Especially um, coming from Sydney, I think I'm not really in the whole racing kind of thing, but I love I've seen um, all the sculptural, um, I'm a real sculptural kind of person when it comes to millinery too, um, but everything that is so beautiful and how to um, to make something that is different, that is authentically you, uh, but that someone else will enjoy and have, yeah, and sort of, I said it before, but thinking outside the box, making something using techniques that are different or fabrics that are different. And I just don't see why you can't push it um, and often find that you can get amazing results from pushing the boundaries and yeah, and putting yourself out there. So when you're working on your pieces, are you, how does that process work? Do you sketch? Are you playing off the materials? How does, how does your creative flow work? Um, So I did, Coming up to it, I was thinking about it and I was watching, watching some of the shows for Australian Fashion Week um, that were at Carriage Works not far from here. And um, I was looking at some of the colours coming through and then thinking about spring racing in Melbourne and thinking about actually uh, foundations that I'm comfortable with. Then that makes it kind of a bit easier, but then just um, elevating and thinking outside the box as far as trims and things like that. Um, and so sometimes I start with a little bit of sketching, but I, you know, I love Pinterest. I love uh, getting onto Pinterest and getting ideas for different types of shapes. And um, I was able to actually borrow a couple of blocks from Penny, a TAFE. Um, <laughs> which is always handy. And um, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to get some bunch of different of these colours of um, cinema. And so I've been blocking and work uh, working with different layers of, so to get that kind of a shot kind of look. Um, and so I'm just playing around there with, um, with the cinema and the colour scheme for the moment. And then I start to do extend on with illustrations and um, see what other people are doing as well, but conscious of not doing the same and being trying to, you know, show some of my own um, creative side there. 
uh, put something that I'm still figuring out what my style is too. Like I love the vintage, but I love um, like pops of colour and things that are really bright and lovely that help to, you know, lift a mood. Um, so, yeah. And working in an art studio where there is usually a lot of colour, <laughs> it's hard not to be kind of influenced as well. So, yeah. But I love geometric shapes as well. Uh, one of the headpieces I did for Hatemba, um, it was actually for part of a, um, a costume I made, a Madame Butterfly costume uh, for TAFE. Um, it was a short course I did at Ultimo and I just went out there with experimenting with different fabrics, layering to make different types of flowers, different shapes. And I actually made these origami little flowers and then for the headpiece, I thought, I'm going to give this a go. So I made this origami piece, uh, like a cherry blossom, um, very large on the head. Again, heavy, <laughs> not very practical. Um, but again, yeah, the origami and, and, and that kind of texture, that kind of, those kinds of shapes really interest me. So, and I keep coming back to triangles and that kind of thing. So somehow some for some reason it's um sticking with me so i'm actually playing around with that again so i'm looking at yeah doing something with trims and um but the process is never the same um i think it's something will scream at me for some reason and i get a lot of my inspiration just even walking sometimes if i feel like i'm blocked is walking um the streets like if i go on uh my one of my morning walks and just looking at architecture and looking at different whether it's the buildings or different shapes within or even just beautiful trees and I think there's inspiration all around us and I take from everything so yeah fantastic approach yeah that's, well, it's, all, it's all there it's all there for us so you know use what there's so much beauty around yeah. us all um we and we all interpret it in different ways so Absolutely. And are you taking on any other competition challenges in the future? Well, the um, I I did have to um, forego September this year, and Penny was actually very relieved because she was a bit worried about me with this headpiece for the wearable art um, for wearable art competition, um, and so she was you know I kind of take try to do a little bit of everything, and it's like you know. I, I need a little break to actually work on this and achieve the best result for it. But actually, uh, I need to uh, really focus on getting a website set up and figuring out my label and all those sorts of things and really just get my kind of my little business going and see how that pans out. Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, congratulations on your beautiful Mincy piece. It's been wonderful to chat with you and hear about that piece and the beginning of Thank your you so millinery much. story. Thank you so much, Lauren. And it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Congratulations to all the entrants of Mincy. And we look forward to seeing your future competition entries. Thank you to our ongoing podcast sponsors for their support of this series. Hat Academy, Millinery Australia, Hatter's Millinery Supplies, House of Adorn, Judith M. Millinery Supply House, Hats by Leco, The Unique Millinery, Lifted Millinery, Hatblocks Australia, Louise McDonald Milliner, and The Hat Magazine. Like always, you can find a link to these wonderful businesses in your show notes. 
that's in your podcast app, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud, or through our website. Head on over to our website to also see some other images that were spoken about in today's episode. You can also find out more information about how to sign up to become a Patreon of Milliner Info. I'm your host, Lauren Ritchie. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and I look forward to talking hats with you again soon.